Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show we're talking about those tubular dudes, those little wiggle pipes, snakes! From the goofiest to the cutest to the most dazzling snakes, we're going to find out how truly odd snakes can be. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, is it a snake or is it spaghetti? Joining me today is writer, actor, YouTube video essayist, and snake mom, Maggie Mae Fish. Hello! Welcome, hello, Welcome hello. back. Welcome uh, back. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at last, last uh, podcast, I made so many dad puns that mm-hmm. I officially became Maggie's pun dad, so. Yeah. Welcome back, daughter and uh. mother of snakes. How's, how's your snake, snake baby doing, your little noodle boy? Oh, my little noodle boy is great. Uh, I was just telling Katie, so it is two and a half years old, um, which means it's basically full grown at this point. He's like three feet long, three and a half, uh, maybe even four at this point. But yeah, he's kind of, he's basically done growing and yeah, it's going to live for another 18-ish year. <laughs> nice. Just he's going to continue to... Eat lots of lots of mice, lots mm-hmm. of, and and then sleep. Eat and sleep. Eat and sleep. Eat and sleep. Yeah. Ex- explore. We got him uh the the final tank because mm. um, as they're growing, you know, you don't you don't you gotta need size to, up. Yeah, you get a size up. So we we have upgraded to the biggest tank that we can conceivably uh keep without you know right without just ho- all, your entire apartment being. Terrarium, <laughs> right? Which one? You know, one day if you know, I, I would love to get like a a giant terrarium. You know, right. really like deck it out. And the one we have is a, a pretty big. So you know, the next step up will be a walk-in like, terrarium. Yes, a full <laughs> zoo, a full zoo room that you can just explore to your heart's desire. But watch out for the snake. <laughs> Does your little noodle boy have a name? Yes, duck. Oh, yeah. duck the snake. I love it. Probably the would snake. eat a duck if he could too. 
He, you know, I, so I, I take him out and the cats don't really notice him because he's so slow moving. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'll notice that something's there. Um, but he watches them, uh, you know, and like maybe he thinks he could get away. He never would. He just, you know, sits on the yeah. arm and breathes. But, um, but yeah, part of me is like wondering, is it, you know, is he scouting out? He may cats? be. <laughs> yeah. Just like, a, just in case. Sizing no. them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in case. I mean, like, probably has, look, no offense, but he's probably sized you up, too. Like, could I? Probably not. Oh, but could I? For could sure. I? For sure. Could yeah. I? Yeah. Mm, probably not. Like, you he probably know. still loves you, but it's it's snake brain, where snake brain is like, I love this person, but could I eat them? Could I eat them? Right. What if it could? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, you know, snake flattery. That's part of it. You know, I before I got my cats, people would always ask me, like, what, like, but so your cat, does your snake, like, love you? And it's like, no, but that doesn't mean that it's not, like, a meaningful relationship. It doesn't mean that, like, it's not a great pet. Um, Right. And in a lot of ways, like, having a pet that, like, doesn't emotionally depend on you is also Mm -hmm. very cool. It's uh, liberating, right? Yeah, it's liberating. And it's like, I, you know, I love the snake, but I also don't need it to text fulfill you. Love, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're um, an independent snake mom. You don't, you don't need snake validation. Yeah, I I don't need him to be hanging all over me. Although, (laughs) Although, yeah, he does. You know, (laughs) clinging on, squeezing really tight. Mm -mm 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 His ball pythons are constrictors. They are non-venomous. They, I guess they occasionally bite if they're really frustrated. He did uh, when I, very early on, um, I think it was one of his first sheds. Mm. Uh, I didn't have the humidity uh, correct, so mm. it just wasn't humid enough. Um, and uh, he got a little angry. And it was his first time shedding, so yeah. it, you know, he was I, very I mean, like, that's ah. stressful. That's very stressful, very stressful. first time. First time yeah. shedding. Yeah. First time shedding. So he did strike. That was the time he struck at me. But yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, his, his teeth are just like not even all, all almost non-existent. Yeah, um, it wasn't very just a little a cute little chomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not. my dog's non-venomous, but she gives me cute little chomps sometimes. You mm. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the chihuahua in her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I wanted a snake really bad, but oh really? Then I found out. Then I found out you have to feed it frozen mice, and I mm. uh, or even live mice, depending. It's not that I think it's wrong. I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's the circle of life. But I'd want to keep all of them. In fact, I, like, bought some feeder mice just to keep Aww. as pets because they were so cute. Yeah. I, I did. When I first got the snake, I I did think that that might be a problem because I, I also love mice um, and rats. And when I was deciding what pet to get, I was deciding between a snake or a mouse, which is, like... Right, <laughs> go, the, 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 the a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a rigid dichotomy there. Oh, Interesting, right? Um, but it ended up. Uh, I was did not end up being phased by it. Yeah, whatsoever. So I think you'd get but. used to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, but then I was ultimately vetoed by my mom, who's like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, it usually is. But all to say, I mean, that's like you know, if someone's thinking about getting a snake, that is, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Funny. You, it's um, they. Their their emotional needs are very limited, but their mm-hmm. dietary needs are very uh, involved. And there's all sorts of things you have to worry about, like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. shedding, keeping the humidity and the heat right, 
providing mm-hmm. them with lots of places so they can thermoregulate because yeah. they, they are cold-blooded, not meaning that their blood is always cold, but that they cannot internally thermoregulate. So they need to sit in the sun or a lamp to get warm and then hide under a rock or under a log or something to cool back down. So you got to provide mm-hmm. all those things. And then you also, uh, I think every pet snake you can get needs to eat um, well, maybe some snakes eat mostly insects, but I think most of them you will need to feed them something meatier like a mouse. Yeah. And then you have mm-hmm. to be careful because you can't just throw a big live mouse in there that you find because then it can <laughs> hurt the snake. Like the yes. snake can get beaten up by a mouse, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't, you know, we, um, ours, when we got it, he was, uh, he was taught to eat frozen. So yeah. So luckily, and we only feed him frozen, but yeah, what I found out that with people who feed live snakes that yes, they can get hurt, which is yeah. like, oh. them. Mouse doesn't the you it's like you're on board and the snake's on the board but the mouse isn't on board it's like mouse wait a minute no it's yeah. gonna like punch and scratch the snake and it can actually in the worst case scenarios like really hurt the snake because you know you're mm-hmm. scra- it scratches it and the snake can get an infection so yeah yeah I I would uh, if anyone's thinking about getting this snake I would say get one that can eat frozen because yeah. you know and then he never needs to stress about food it's, yeah he has the easiest life any snake could ask for. And you don't have to feed them like that often, do you? Because they actually yeah. eat. How often do you feed it? Because like they can eat and then go quite a while without another meal because mm-hmm. they basically are big noodles who like eat a thing and then <laughs> digest it for days and days and days. And then they're like, all right, I guess I'll have another thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's in that regard. It's also that that makes it a pretty easy pet. Um, we feed him about every other week, give or take. Sometimes, like if he's in the middle of shedding, you kind of know that he probably won't eat because yeah, they're kind of picky. So you know, sometimes it'll be a little bit longer. But also, they're also very telling. Like he'll just he'll come out of his cage and start like smelling the top of the cage, basically, right. to say I'm I'm hungry. Yeah, um, and sizing also up the cats. Yeah, sizing up the cats. Um, and visually, you can you can see, you know, if like your snake is like losing a little bit of weight, you can mm-hmm. see it so clearly because they're just a tube. They're just a tube. <laughs> you can measure the diameter of the tube pretty easily. Uh-huh. Pretty easily. So like in in those regards, it's really easy to tell uh, when they're hungry. It's easy to feed them. And it's easy to, uh, you know, if you have to. I guess not in quarantine times, but you know, before that, if you were to go on a vacation, you yeah. know, you could just feed them before you leave. And they'll be yeah. fine. So, yeah. 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 Low maintenance, but I think it's all about educating yourself before you get one. And then mm-hmm. if, you, if everything sounds sounds good to you, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to, they're, they're so fun. They're so visual. They're, yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like the. I like holding them <laughs> like the mm-hmm. like you it's another thing like with um with a lot of like um herps a lot of reptiles like you shouldn't handle them too much but there are some snakes that are actually very like okay chill with mm-hmm. being handled so that's mm-hmm. nice uh yeah. it doesn't stress them out necessarily that much mm-hmm. so Today we are going to talk about some of the most amazing snakes in the world and this is actually I got like a listener question about some like you know some of my favorite snakes and I wanted to go really in depth on it uh, because it's just there's so much ground to cover there are so many snakes that I find just adorable really mm-hmm. cool really silly and some are just like absolutely mind-blowingly gorgeous so I've separated this into three sections so in the first sections we're gonna talk about 
the absolute goofiest snakes <laughs> in the world. Second right. section is going to be the cutest snakes in the world. And the third section is the most gorgeous snakes uh, in the world. All, all, you know, in my opinion. So, of mm-hmm. course, you know, it's subjective. So it's <laughs> Every snake has value. Every snake is wonderful and lovely right. in its own way. But these are just some highlights. Yeah, some are just better than others. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so our first snake that we're going to talk about is the dorkiest snake. I love this snake so much. It is called the Arabian sand boa. And I talked about it a little bit in the Q&A episode, but I feel like it just deserves another look. Uh, and mm-hmm. I wanted you to see it, Maggie, because oh. it's so, it, it is a snake that's found in the Arabian Peninsula in Iran. It lives in desert regions. It spends most of its time buried under the sand. But most importantly, Maggie, when you look mm-hmm. at the snake, what are you seeing? My, my goodness. Uh, it's, it's just a little, like, slug. Like, his face almost just kind of, like, decides to end. <laughs> <laughs> and eyes that just say, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like someone glued a pair of googly eyes to yeah. a weenie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. Uh, th- this is the, uh, when I was buying my pet snake, this was one of the other options. Really? Um, yeah, it might How not did you the- pass this one up? I, I, these faces, for some reason, snake faces that don't have like a defined like jaw <laughs> and head for some reason wig me out for some and I love snakes so I don't know why the the non neck yeah but it just goes from the tube and the it's tube just ends. tube with googly eyes <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> something about it um just it is slightly more alien than yes. I you know I guess I yeah to... it's almost like a, a like a sock come to life which I guess yes. is a little weird isn't it mm-hmm. it's a little uncanny valley uncanny valley although very cute very you know? cute very you know. doofy and what we covered last time was that the reason they have their eyeballs on the top of their heads is so they can periscope from under the sand. So they will spend most of their time mm-hmm. under the sand and then just poke their heads just enough above the sand so that mm-hmm. it, those like two doofy little eyes uh, can look up above the surface and see prey and then it can ambush the prey from under the sand. So Aww. yeah, that is the Arabian sandbow. Again, we, we covered it on the last Q&A, but I just... It had to be mentioned in the Goofiest Snakes. But on to snakes that we have not covered before on the podcast. So first, another extremely goofy (laughs) snake. This is the Madagascar leaf-nosed snake. So I have never seen this, Katie. (laughs) I I have never seen this. I've never seen this. That's amazing. I'm proud of myself because I'm like, okay, Maggie loves snakes. It's going to be hard to surprise her on this podcast. I'm surprised. I, I I don't think I have ever. And he's so cute. <laughs> he's really cute. They got snoots. They got the snoots. Madagascar leaf nose snake have long snoots. They're found in Madagascar, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Um, they grow up to be about a meter in length. That's about three feet. Males and females are highly sexually dimorphic, meaning that mm. they are very different looking. So. Males have this long tapered snout and are more of an orangey yellow. And females are sort of a more ashy tan color with a blunter leaf-shaped snout. Yeah. 
And so that's the sort of leaf leaf nosed snake moniker comes from. And mm. biologists aren't exactly sure what the purpose of their snoots are. They're pointy little mm. snoots. Mm-hmm. But some of the guesses would be that maybe it's sexual selection. Like that's why only mm-hmm. males have the really long snoot and the brighter colors. Uh, for females, maybe it's more for camouflage. So it looks kind of like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And they do like to pretend to be vines. So they will dangle oh. down from branches and kind of just sway in the wind like vines. And then, yeah, exactly. And then ambush <laughs> their prey like little lizards. Just like, of course. I'm just a vine flowing in the wind. And then and then that's it. They eat you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm not. <laughs> uh, they are venomous. And even though their bites are very painful, I don't think they've ever recorded a fatality in humans. Um, so I don't, I don't think they're Ooh. like, yeah, they're not, they're not deadly, but they are. You don't really want to get bitten by one because it's like very painful. It's unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's like a general rule, right? Like when I'm like, this thing isn't deadly. It's like, but still but don't, don't get bitten because it's going <laughs> to yeah. suck. Also, that don't means you've it. annoyed it. <laughs> Right. That means you you did something wrong. So right. think about your choices about why you messed that snake. You did a oh. snake faux pas. Although you did a snake faux pas. I do really want to like like boop its little nose and be like, got your nose, you know? Mm-hmm. Or just like Yeah, just like man. Speaking of boops and snoots, next goofy snake is the tentacled snake. So this is an aquatic snake that lives in slow-moving water in Thailand, mm. Cambodia, and Vietnam. They can stay underwater for up to 30 minutes. Whoa. And Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. They can grow to be about one to three feet, which is like just under a meter, from mm. 50 centimeters to just under a meter in length. They're a brownish color. Uh, sometimes they have dark vertical stripes or splotchy lateral bands. But mm. the most important part is that they got little face dongles, little oh face tentacles. Dongles. Yeah, like mm-hmm. <laughs> Maggie did, like the devil horns uh, <laughs> up to her forehead. Exactly. Although I guess it's on his nose. Yeah, it's like right next to his nostrils. And so they, these are two fleshy prongs that sprout out from near each nostril. And they use these to sense the movement of fish in the water. And they eat fish, so, you know, having some a couple of good old fish sensors. Mm-hmm. Another theory of what they may be used for is actually to help them lure and prey because fish will see these little little dongles and think they are a couple of worms and come on oh. in. Yeah. Oh, so he's a fisherman. Exactly. He's a, a fisher of fish. Yes. But, yes. You get it, Dad. You get it. You're the pun master. I, I simply study under your wing. Give a give a snake a fish, it'll eat for a day. Mm-hmm. Give a snake nose dongles, and it'll fish for a lifetime. A fish for a lifetime. That's what Jesus? I do said. love that. Yeah, Jesus talked a lot about snakes. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I I I really like aquatic snakes. Because, you know, you always think of snakes are just, like, going yeah. around, especially in the desert. You know, right. it's, like, been there, done like, that. But, no, these are, they're, they're water snakes, aquatic snakes. They like to swim. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of their venom level, they mm. may have some venom 
uh, but it's not it's not really harmful to humans. It's mostly harmful to the fish that they eat, and they mm. have these rear fangs. They don't really bite hard on humans at all. So yeah, it doesn't. It's they're not dangerous. Right. But again, don't annoy them. Never yeah. annoy a snake. Never pick up a snake you don't know. First Ooh. of all, because Ooh. you didn't ask permission, mm-hmm. and it's rude. It's a real it's snake faux pas. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it could bite you. And look, if you make a mis- it's a pretty big mistake to make. You're like, oh, I think this might be a harmless snake. So you pick it up and you get bitten. Mm. You know, then you're wondering, you know, then you're wondering, Wait, <laughs> was, was I it, right? <laughs> was it black meets yellow? It kills a fellow or is it black meets red and you're dead, Fred? <laughs> and by the and by the time you figured out the right. rhyme, it's not looking good. <laughs> right, once you figure out the mnemonic device, yeah. you're already foaming at the mouth. <laughs> so our last goofiest snake uh, is the elephant trunk snake, and these are wrinkly, saggy, baggy snakes oh. found in lagoons and rivers in Southeast Asia. They can actually grow to be quite big, up to about five to eight feet, which is two wow. to three meters, and I gotta say, between you and me, kind of looks mm-hmm. like a flaccid wiener a little I bit. I thought that. I it's, thought that yeah. when I saw this. Yeah. yeah, it looks a little yeah. wiener-like. A little wiener-esque. Yeah. A little wiener-esque. The, the wrinkle crinkles are <laughs> both really cute. And also, the last picture you have is him underwater, and he does look very spooky with his it's wrinkle crinkles. It's spooky. It's funny because, like, underwater, I think it's sort of spooky and ethereal because mm-hmm. they're all their wrinkles and bags are sort of floating under the water, mm. so it looks sort of like a like a mermaid ghost or something. It's, yeah, it's or like, like a the, the Lord of the Rings that ghost that's like yeah, like the ring like, wraiths. So it's mm, like spooky, mm-hmm. but then as soon as you pull it out of the water, it's like I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be <laughs> in the water. No, no. <laughs> I'm all droopy and muggy. Put me back. You weren't supposed to wash me in warm water. Now I've all shriveled up. <laughs> so, but yeah, they, they spend most of their time in the water. They can actually hold their breath for up to 40 minutes underwater. Quite impressive. And their skin is really no good for crawling on land it's specialized for swimming so that's why mm. they look they look like fierce predators underwater and then above water it's like please mm. put me back <laughs> <laughs> it's like a an instagram filter but it's the water yeah. you know it's yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah instagram versus reality for these snakes <laughs> mm-hmm. no man <laughs> excuse me oh. Uh, I feel like Santa Ana is coming because, like, I've been sneezing a lot. Anna well, Anna. snakes are hypoallergenic. Mm, there At least we they go. Don't have fur. Yeah. They don't have fur. <laughs> so that's good if you're it's, allergic to fur. Yeah, it's like you're allergic actually to dander and saliva. Pets that have hypoallergenic fur, it's that they don't shed as much, and the lack of shedding means there's less dander and saliva mm. shedding everywhere as well. In snake skin, they don't really have dandruff. They just shed all yeah. at once, like one mm-hmm. big dandruff. One day. big dander. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then besides that, they're they're pretty clean boys. They're pretty clean. Mm-hmm. You can be allergic to snake bites and snake venom, mm. and most people have a severe reaction to like venomous snakes who are, like right. rattlesnakes. That's you know. Unless you've been building up your immunity, which in that case, I have so many more questions. But yeah, yeah, I I cannot recommend that on this podcast. No. (laughs) So 
So <laughs> that rough, baggy skin actually helps them grab onto fish and hold them under the water uh, and eat them because these guys, these elephant trunk snakes, actually have no venom. So they are constrictors, Aww. and that's how mm. they kill and eat their prey. And because, I mean, hey, fish are dang slippery, you know? Oh, they are. They they get out of there, yeah. especially for a snake. It's it, Yeah, it's like a right. rope trying to tie down a, yeah. Like a piece mm. of soap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the having that baggy skin, and it's rough as well, it will help. It's like sandpaper, and it grabs on and wraps around the fish and holds them in place. Oh. And you look, you can see these two different aquatic snakes, right, with two strategies. The tentacled snake uses motion-detecting uh, prongs that look mm-hmm. like worms, and he has a venom. And the elephant trunk snake, she has that saggy, baggy skin, no venom, but she can constrict around her prey and hold it with that rough skin. So two two aquatic snakes, two very different predator strategies, both mm-hmm. very goofy looking, and I love them. Ah, there! what a pair. What, what a, a pair. What a pair. <laughs> Some snakes have fangs, as you may already be aware, but there are a few types of fanged snakes. There are the front fanged snakes and rear fanged snakes. The difference between the two is deeper than just where their bitey parts are. So front fanged snakes both look more frightening and present a more immediate danger to humans due to their hollow syringe-like method of action of these big fangs that are right in front of their mouths. Cobras, mambas, and coral snakes are all examples of fixed front fanged snakes who have small, immovable front fangs, which inject venom like hypodermic needles as they chew on their prey. Rattlesnakes and copperheads have foldable front fangs and use a stabbing method rather than a chewing method to inject venom. Front fang snakes, in general, are able to inject a higher concentration of venom in a shorter amount of time, and their venom tends to be more potent than rear fanged snakes. Rear fanged snakes have fangs, well, near the back of the mouth. These fangs tend not to be hollow venom injectors like front fanged snakes. Instead, grooves in the fangs distribute venom to their prey from glands located above the teeth. Typically, this means they inject less venom, and this venom tends to be less potent. Most rear-fanged snakes are harmless to humans, but there are a couple of dangerous exceptions. There's the boomsling of sub-Saharan Africa, who has potent venom, large rear-fanged jaws that can open 170 degrees and can deliver deadly bites to humans. There's also the twig snake of Africa whose anti-blood clotting venom can cause uncontrollable internal bleeding. Well, on that note, our next section is going to be about the cutest snakes in the world! Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
and with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't feel bad if you're scared of snakes. You were probably born that way. Researchers have studied babies' reactions to snakes and found that infants as young as six months old react with enlarged pupils to snakes, even though they've likely never had much experience or knowledge of snakes before. But just because we come into the world with an anti-snake bias doesn't mean we have to stay that way. Let's talk about some absolutely adorable noodle buddies. Cute snakes, cute snakes. I'm ready for cute snakes. I tried to make a snake noise, and I was like, oh, wait, they don't make noises, but they... (laughs) Can you guys hear um, that? Can you hear that? Uh, watch the, I could watch my snake lick things all day. It is it really is, cute. <laughs> it is cute. Uh, the little mm. tongue, the little exploratory tongue coming mm. out, sniffing the air. Mm. It's very cute. Mm. I yeah, I find I know that. I, I mean, I find a lot of snakes cute, uh, especially mm. the the non viper snakes, because like I can see, like I understand the fear of like the sort of viper snakes, like the rattlesnakes, the right. the uh, front fanged snakes. They have a bit of a sort of what would you call it? Like ghoulish look? Cause you know, yeah, they, they look like they're out to get something, <laughs> you know, it's probably just like dinner, but you right. know, like, yeah, or you, um, which I can respect, but mm-hmm. you know, they're sort of, they're, they're a little bit more aggressive. Whereas the rear fanged snakes or the constrictor snakes, 
tend to have a little bit of a cuter, cuter snout situation, I would say. Yeah. Like a little bit of a puppy dog mouth and yeah. cute little snoots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so here are some super cuties. So one of the cutest snakes, in my opinion, are the hognose snakes. <laughs> and Ma- Meg, you've probably <laughs> seen these before because they are actually uh, hobbyists. Do keep some of these as pets uh, mm-hmm. because of how cute they are. <laughs> <laughs> if I got a second snake, it would probably be a hognose. Maybe, maybe not, but it would be up there. Yeah. The, the nose is like slightly upturned and you can almost like see their like little mouth underneath just like <laughs> Yeah, they have a little upturned snout and just like slightly parted little mouth. Then it's just like beep beep, you know, it's like little (laughs) roadrunner noises coming out Mm -hmm. of these guys. They're very cute. Got these big round eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. So there are actually a few genuses of hognose snake that are distantly related. So they're all called hognose snakes because of their similar appearance, but they're actually Mm -hmm. not like directly related. So there are the heterodons of North America and Mexico. Those are probably the ones most people are familiar with uh, living in North America. Uh, There is Leo heterodon of Madagascar, which, well, lives in Mm. Madagascar. Um, There's uh, uh, Lystrophus of South America. So three distinct genuses. I'm mostly going to talk about the heterodons of North America and Mexico, but I did want to mention the Lystrophus of South America like to mimic the deadly coral snakes, which have red, white, and black stripes. And there are a lot of snakes that mimic the the coral snake coloration because it's abosemitism in the actual venomous snake. It's signaling a very potent venom. And then there are a variety of mimics. Some are less venomous, but still rather venomous. Some of them Mm -hmm. don't have nearly as powerful venom or don't have venom at all that are mimicking it to get the benefit of that coloration. And it's this kind of careful balance of of sneakery, but then honest signals. So Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. But with these guys, the the South American hognose, they have that dangerous looking coloration, but then this little snout that's just yeah. like, just like <laughs> it's a giveaway, <laughs> right? Like, like you go from the tail, it's like, uh oh, what? Oh no, this looks like a dangerous snake, and then it, and then it ends in the the head. It's like beep me, 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 me. Just kidding. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> it's like when I do my makeup, but then I put on false eyelashes that start like falling off. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> You got me. You got me. (laughs) That's not. (laughs) So heterodons are the ones that live in North America and also Mexico. And they are so cute. To me, they're the cutest ones. Uh, They Mm -hmm. have just a a totally adorable little boop snoot. They Mm -hmm. uh, only grow up to be about 20 inches long, which is about 50 centimeters. They're relatively stout, so some snakes are kind of long and skinny. Some mm-hmm. are like sort of stouter and thicker. They're on the thicker side. Thick and boys. Thick boys. Thick mm-hmm. old noodles. What what are like the thick noodles called? Like like linguini. Oh, linguini. No, no. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, yeah. I don't. Sorry, I don't know pasta names that good. Even though I mm. love pasta, but you know, some big old thick rotini gnoc- little gnocchis, gnocchi snakes. Gnocchis. <laughs> so they. Are, they don't want to really tangle with you. They are they they, they don't want to fight you. They don't want to bite you. They want you to leave them alone, and they are scared <laughs> of you. So they will try to ward you off if they detect a threat by pretending to be cobras, and they will 
Whoa. Uh, hiss and flatten their necks, but they ain't no cobras. They're they're just sweet little babies. They're just sweet little babies. They do not want to bite you. They only bite if they are extremely distressed. And they're mm. you know, their venom is pretty weak and mostly effective against frogs. So it's not really, you know, too dangerous for a human unless you have an allergy for an adult human. Right. Or you're an adult woman who turned into a frog. That's true. Like if you turned into a frog, like mm-hmm. if Al- you drank the water that Alex Jones told you not to drink and you <laughs> turned into a frog mm-hmm. uh, and then then you're in trouble. But yeah, they they really don't like to bite uh, unless it's prey. And, uh, you know, that I, I find that interesting. I think they just really want to avoid. It's both wanting to avoid confrontation and wanting to save their venom for actual, actual hunting. And right. uh, so they will use other techniques to try to ward you off. And usually if they strike at you, it's actually just a headbutt. Because <laughs> they, like, they're, they're hey. like, get away, get away. <laughs> hey, stop it. <laughs> uh, it's just so cute to me. It's just like, no. No, (laughs) there's something adorable to me about like an animal that's usually associated with like being dangerous and they just really, really don't want to fight with you. Mm -hmm. I that's the I I grew up in Michigan, so there weren't very many venomous snakes as opposed to, you know, like out here in California. So growing up, I, I didn't really have an association with snakes being venomous. Most of the snakes in our area, you know, are just garden snakes. All to say, when I got a snake, a lot of people were worried and like, and, you know, and people, a lot of people are afraid of snakes, um, but for the most part, snakes are much more afraid of us. Exactly. There's a lot of species of animals that it it makes sense that we have such a negative association with because when Mm -hmm. it comes to our safety, like if you... If you trust every snake and you just like pick them up and give them a kiss, like that's not going to work out for you because no, like some of them, some of them truly are dangerous. <laughs> so in terms of our, our survival as a species, it makes sense to be overly cautious about animals than to be too, too like, hey, give me a big old hug, Mr. Rattlesnake, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or even like a giant boa constrictor, like give me a hug. Ooh, that's a little tight. That's a little tight. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like now that we have the internet and the magical mm. power of Wikipedia, mm. I think we can definitely revise our views of snakes as all being terrible and dangerous and mean because they're not. A lot of them are cute little noodles, widow mm. noodles. So, so the little hognose noodles have another trick up their sleeves to get you to go away, and it is to play dead by flipping over, lolling their tongue out of their mouths and going like i'm dead go away wow <laughs> is that com- i don't i've never heard of another snake doing that and do other snakes or is that just a hognose thing i think That's it's i mean i know that hognose are the most famous for it i don't know mm. if they're the only snake that does it's called thanatosis where you like play dead uh mm. they're certainly not the only animal that does it but uh they i i don't I don't think they're they're certainly not the only reptile that does it, um, mm-hmm. but they, I don't I also don't think they're the only snake that does it, but they are the most famous ones for doing it. Wow. And they also will excrete a foul odor out of their cloaca <gasps> uh, to complete the the illusion of being dead. Wow. He's like a, a Disney Imagineer covering yes. all the senses to, yeah. to really pull you into the narrative of I'm dead. <laughs> right. Like a fog machine, a fake burglary scene. <laughs> all of a fake footprints. Right. A, a, whole thing. a murder weapon nearby and like a motive. 
like a, a message scrawled out in fake blood that's like yeah. like the the mongoose did it <laughs> so yeah they they and in fact like if they're in this stage where they're playing dead and you try to like flip them back over they will flip right right back over to oh, on committed yeah to committed oh, so committed. committed like the daniel day lewis's of snakes wow very cool in north america we have a few hognose species there's the western hognose snakes which tend to have sort of a rougher tan and brown skin they i think they they're kind of like mimicking rattlesnakes a little bit mm -hmm. the the eastern hognose snakes are a little bit smoother uh, but they're also sort of brown, tan, and splotchy. Sometimes they have solid color patterns. And the ones that are uh, grown in captivity for, um, you know, s to be kept as pets, they can actually, like, uh, breed them to have, like, different colorations, uh, which is pretty cool. And the whole reason that they have that adorable little upturned snoot that just looks so boopable, like, it just looks like mm -hmm. my my finger would fit right on it. And then if I poked it, like, their little tongue would come out and it'd be so yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> the purpose for that is not for me to boop it, but for them to dig in the dirt and sands. Oh, it is like a shovel. Like yeah, a little shovel, exactly. Yeah, wow. Because they like to cover themselves in a blanket of dirt, sand, leaf litter to help them thermoregulate and keep warm or keep cool. So yeah, that is, they got a little, little shovel for a nose and it's so cute. It's so cute. So the next total cutie snake that oh is unbelievable, unbelievable Ugh. is the blunthead tree snake of South America, Mexico, and Central America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, earlier when I said I, I like snakes with heads, yeah, this is that like, but the cursor goes all the way. <laughs> it does look like, a like if you have a, had a snake character creation slider and you just like... You slid all the sliders. Have you ever watched a Monster Factory, the like McElroy? Mm. Uh, they mm -hmm. do a series where they they just go crazy with character creation sliders. I, I love it because <laughs> like nature also does this. So like yeah. the character creation head, like a hundred percent body, zero percent. <laughs> yeah. So they have they are little stringy spaghettis with big heads and tiny skinny bodies. They look mm. unbelievable. It doesn't look like it should work. It just it doesn't. It really looks like a ribbon someone lost that got found a penny and like they're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, like it, it looks like, you know, they wouldn't be able to move because their heads would be too heavy. And of course, they, they are real. They are tree dwelling snakes that live in moist and wet. I wrote down wet ass forests because I thought it was clever last night. That's pretty clever. So they are sort of a very, in my opinion, very pretty, like brown and cream color with a banded pattern. Sometimes they're a little more orangey brown. Sometimes they're sort of like brown and white. And they got big old eyes, skinny little <laughs> noodle bodies and giant heads. And mm -hmm. they can reach up to about a meter in length, but it's all like skinny noodle body, like oh, so, so skinny noodle body. I think like it, it gets a little bit thicker in the middle, like they have a little more muscle in the middle, but it is like mostly skinny noodle. Wow. It kind of reminds me, like they really gave me the vibe of like Captain America before he goes in the muscles machine. Yes, when he when he's still dinky. Yeah, um, yeah. cutie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought he was cute before he went in the muscles he's machine. Cute. He's cute. He's cute. Adorable. Oh. But he didn't need to change, but I don't he think did, he needed to okay. change. I mean, he needed to change for America, right? To protect but... America from like 
space Nazis, mm-hmm. in my opinion, as as a nice looking person. He didn't need no muscles machine. No, like you don't need no muscles machines, guys. Uh, I mean, look at this. This snake should be Perfect. its body positivity for anyone who feels like they're not right. buff enough. No, it's okay. No, no, you're perfect and wonderful. This snake is beautiful. Mm. And the reason their heads are so big is that they have to accommodate their big old eyes. They have some of the best vision of any snake on the planet. Whoa. A lot of snakes, actually, their vision isn't super great. Like, it, they mostly rely on smell. And, like, that's why they're, like, always darting mm. their tongue out. They have uh, uh, receptors on their tongue that helps them, like, smell, taste the air, and, and be able to mm-hmm. locate things that way. But, yeah, uh, their eyes aren't always that great. But for these guys, they have giant eyes, big old peepers that are very good at peeping. And so in order to house these giant eyes that mm. take up almost 30% of their heads, like they need, they just need a big skull and they need a big head. Wild. That's wild to think that the head is this big. Simply for the eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's wow. a vehicle for the big eyes. <laughs> That's basically Timothy Chalamet, right? Like he's a vehicle oh, yeah, for big eyes. You, you know, and then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons they need such big eyes is that they are nocturnal and they mm-hmm. hunt for tiny critters like amphibians and little reptiles at night. So they need much better vision and that those big old cat eyes help them see in the dark. And yeah, just utterly like ridiculously cute. They look like a Jim Henson, they just do. adorable. Oh. They ha- do have a mild venom, but they're not dangerous to humans. Uh, they, mm. I don't think there's ever been a serious case of a snake bite for for people. And they also just like don't tend to bite. Like they, it's not they're not interested in doing yeah. it. They're, they're they not don't look it. like they'd be interested. No, they're not. In it. Um, can I ask a question about yeah. how or what? What it eat? I mean, because it's just its head and its tiny body. Yeah. I mean, does it just body stretchy? And- yeah, body stretchy. Um, it does have a venom to incapacitate its prey, and mm. it eats little things. So, like little okay. things. But as you know, like with snakes, they can eat things that seem like they shouldn't fit inside of the snake, <laughs> uh, because the snake's bodies are so stretchy. So yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so so the answer is they eat small things and they're body stretchy. <laughs> Just cute little chill cute little string beans. <laughs> little too. <laughs> uh, and then our last contender for cutest cutiest of snakes is the big eyed green whip snake, which I like to call the Kermit snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're technically called that, but they look like, you know, a little Kermit snake, like, oh, no, oh. Miss Piggy, I'm a snake. No. <laughs> oh, God, how are we going to do the show, Miss Piggy? So they are found in Malaysia. Not too much is known about them. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, kind of scant info on their behavior, but they really look like a long tubular Kermit the Frog to me. Mm-hmm. Because they are a super bright green. They've got these light cream-colored bellies and these huge Kermit eyes. So Kermit eyes. Trademark. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know how, like, Kermit's pupils go side to side with sort of, Mm -hmm. like, the... It's like a big pupil in the center, and then it kind of tapers off. You know, Kermit Mm -hmm. eyes. Kermit Kermit, eyes. You get it. You You get it. You know. Mm -hmm. That's what these snakes got. And they're very cute. 
And it's funny because their heads are pretty, their heads are actually kind of long. So when you look at its profile, it kind of makes more sense. Like it's like, oh, okay, mm. it's got kind of a longer, narrower head. So the eyes kind of fit. But when it's looking right. at you face on, it's so silly looking because it just has these like two big beady <laughs> eyes and then this like little <laughs> tiny mouth. It looks very grumpy. Uh, he does, yeah, these photos look good because the eyes are, are slanted and yeah. he, his little chin comes up. Yeah, he's like an old man, just kind of. Mad about Get out of my swamp. <laughs> Kermit. Yeah. Kermit retired and just got over it yeah. really quickly. It's not easy having no limbs. <laughs> so cute. Very cute. When did snakes lose their legs? Probably around 100 million years ago. Genetic researchers identified the gene that controls for limb development, which they call the sonic hedgehog gene because scientists are nerds. Basically, the sonic hedgehog gene in snakes is dampened, such that legs never develop beyond a very basic cartilage blueprint during embryonic development. Sometimes these underdeveloped legs are still present in adults, like in pythons who have leg stubs near their pelvis that they use to grip onto other snakes during mating. So they do still have some of the original leg blueprints that their lizard ancestors had. It just doesn't fully activate during embryonic development. So why did snakes lose their legs? That's a bit of a trickier question. It may be that their ancestors were aquatic and became more streamlined for swimming, or they were terrestrial and ditched their limbs in favor of burrowing and sneaking up on prey, or maybe they're just forgetful and don't remember where they left those dang old legs. When we return, we're going to find out that regardless of legs, snakes can totally own the runway. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time you see a vibrant, colorful snake, it's a case of apisymmetism or warning coloration. The beautiful red, yellow, and black bands of a coral snake warns potential predators of their deadly toxicity. But sometimes, non-venomous snakes come in dazzling colors for a mysterious reason that has to do with magical crystals. So now we are going to look at some of the most beautiful Instagrammable mm-hmm. snakes in the world. Just, I mean, it's like you see these snakes and you're like, what? I want what she has. I want what she has. I'll buy what she's selling. Right. I'll mm-hmm. take whatever supplement she's taking. I'll do whatever <laughs> exercise hit program she does. Mm-hmm. I will follow her makeup videos. Mm-hmm. and Army pants and flip-flops. Army pants and flip-flops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, these girls were mean to me in high school, but now we're chill because we've gotten over it. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like, they've gotten over it, and I've pretended to get over it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, we just pretended that we're happening even though we did. No, no, I'm over it, I'm (laughs) over it. Yeah, Yeah. so these are sunbeam snakes, and they're... They look as ethereal and pretty as their name suggests. Mm-hmm. So they're also known as Xenopeltis, which is also sounds fantastical, like some Fantastic. kind of fairy queen name. So mm-hmm. these are a genus of snakes. So different. there are multiple species in this genus. And they are found in Southeast Asia. And they have beautiful, shiny, glistening, iridescent, fairy, magical scales. Mm. They shine like a beautiful rainbow. Mm-hmm. They grow up to be a little over a meter, so about 51 inches long, so they're not that big. They live underground for the most part. They are non-venomous. Oh. They are constrictors. They are a dark brownish color, but who cares about all that? All that we care about is they are mm-hmm. shiny. Shiny and rainbowy and iridescent. Iridescent, like the best like holographic eyeshadow, nail polish, and mm-hmm. out today it's beautiful it's they have a just glossy rainbow shimmer sometimes they have like this violet bluish undertone as well just absolutely mm. gorgeous shimmering and shining in the sun 
So a designer snake. Yes, yes. If you will. <laughs> uh yeah, if I if in the future I get another, you know, reptile, I tell myself it, you know, I don't know what I would get. But these snakes are beautiful. Yes. But they do cost a lot of money. I, you know, as soon as I got my regular <laughs> pet snake, oh, my Instagram was filled with like, "Oh, but you didn't get like the cool snake." Okay. And it was like, oh, okay. 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 No. All right. They're all beautiful in their own way. I know my They're not a all beautiful. Snake. Yeah, I mean, it's what's on the inside of the snake, which is like partially digested mice. If that counts, <laughs> right? That's what counts. <laughs> my snake's pellets. <laughs> so yeah, these are the magical fairy princesses of the snake world. Mm-hmm. The so the shininess is actually caused by microscopic structures on their scales that catch the light. These are called iridophores, and iridophores are these tiny crystal structures. So it's a snake made out of tiny rainbow crystals, which is just, I can't anymore. What princess wouldn't want that, you know? It's a princess, and I mean, like, I want to be a snake princess, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to be a fairy snake princess. No. So the purpose of these microscopic crystal structures is probably thermoregulation. So uh, mm. by catching the sun, and it helps like cool off their skin. It like reflects the heat. Mm. And for this reason, they and actually other snakes in the world glimmer and shine like wonderful holographic rainbows. So wow. we're going to talk about Two other snakes that have the same effect, which blew my mind because, like, I had heard about these sunbeam snakes. I was like, yeah, that's great. And then it's like, this is the same mechanism that these other snakes use. I'm like, what? There's more. <laughs> but there there's is more, more rainbow snakes. But wait, there's more. If you call this number, 1 800 snakes. <laughs> we'll give you a snake. You can't tell what kind and, and you'll never see us again. Snake grab bag. <laughs> So there is also the Brazilian rainbow boa, rainbow boa, rainbow boa. Yeah. And they are found in Central America in humid woods. They have sort of the regular boa pattern, like this orange, brown and and black sort of splotchy skin pattern. And Mm. on top of that, though, they have this glowy rainbow sheen, which I'm just it's like it's. It's amazing because they have, mm. they're like, okay, regular snake pattern, but on top of that, we just put a rainbow. Right. What do you think about that? Right. Sell a million handbags. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn these snakes into handbags. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's real. Like, yeah. my brain went to snakeskin, and then I was like, oh, yeah, but like, yeah. people really. Yeah, yeah. The Cruella yeah. de Vil of snakes. I would watch that, like 101 rainbow boa snakes. Snakes! <laughs> it's just the Cruella de Vil of snakes, and then there's mm-hmm. just like hundreds of snakes doing a grand adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Right, that movie, Katie. Where's that movie? And then like the what are they called? The darling? I don't remember what the the humans are in that movie. Oh, but the, yeah, the, the, darlings, I think the darlings. It's not the yeah. darlings is Peter Pan, right? Oh wait, yeah, you're right. I it's don't know the, humans, the humans mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. own the Dalmatians, but this time they own snakes, and then like their snakes. You know, get kidnapped by Cruella Deville, and then mm-hmm. the snakes come back with like a hundred other snakes, and then they're just like, "Well, I guess we well, gotta." Now we have a hundred snakes, and I'll yeah. write a song about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be really cute. And yeah, they're gonna slither around my down. mansion. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, these these rainbow but Brazilian rainbow boas uh, are found in Central America in humid woods. And um, yeah, they, they have they, it's like just normal boa behavior, normal, normal boas, just just rainbow edition, like a holographic Pokemon. They're like, you know, yeah. they're like a holographic yeah. Pokemon of of boas. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so the other snake that has this effect is. Just incredibly beautiful. It is called the Formosan odd-scaled snake. So these are non-venomous, dark, blackish snakes found in Taiwan and the Ryukyu Islands, Japan. And they grow to be about 35 inches long, which is 90 centimeters. So, you know, not too big. Mm -hmm. They are nocturnal. They mostly eat earthworms, frogs, and so on. Yeah. Interesting. Eating worms in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Uh, most importantly, a snake eating a worm. I know it seems weird, visual. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's gonna blow your mind Makes is like sense. some snakes even eat what are called like they'll eat smaller snakes. Sometimes there are these snakes called mm. blind snakes, and just for the sake of time, I didn't get into them in the cute snake section. But these there are um, little little blind snakes that there are these tiny tiny snakes, and they look like worms, um, and they like you can't even really see their eyes. Um, and like some of them, like they have barely functional, if if at all, having eyes and like these little yeah. tiny mouths, and they just like look like little worms, but they're actually snakes. So wow. you know, a, a bigger snake could probably eat them like a plate of spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> Slurp them up. Uh, but they also eat the uh, um, Arabian sandbo, which we talked at the top of the show. I think also eats legless lizards that look like snakes oh yeah those things look wild they look wild. <laughs> they look like worms or snakes but they're actually a lizard which is i mean you might be like well but all snakes are like lizards right. which, okay true enough but slightly different evolutionary paths mm-hmm. so um but these guys the formosan odd scaled snakes um are also beautiful, shiny, and glimmery. They are beautiful snake mermaids who glisten and shine. And they actually have, like, bumpier scales, so it catches the light Mm. slightly different. So to me, it looks like these snakes are not only rainbow, but also slightly gilded. Like, they're partially made out of gold, Mm. partially made out of rainbows. Uh, when you have the light, it's all about the lighting. Like if you don't have these snakes in the right lighting, they're not going to mm-hmm. shine. Just like me, like when I'm not, when I'm in the right lighting, it's great. But like ninety percent of the time, I'm not in the right lighting, and mm-hmm. you know my face, that explains yeah. it all. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know why my chin looks like it's above my nose, and like mm-hmm. one eyeball is like you know beneath my mouth. Like it's the lighting. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So remember that next time you see Katie with <laughs> with a Picasso face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my mind is blown by these snakes. I can't get over mm. these shiny rainbowy snakes. They're beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh man, I do really I want one. I know. Badly, I but... want like I want to like be them. If that makes sense, mm, in a non, in mm. like a non furry way. Well, th- I guess they wouldn't be furries, right? They'd be like scaly. Oh, that would be a great. Oh yeah, I don't know if, what the terminology is there. If any listeners know, feel free to tell Katie, and Katie <laughs> will tell me. But all to say, I would love to see a furry costume of this type yeah. of iridescent, yeah, snake skin. It's beautiful. This is my snake sona. 
<laughs> my snake's the owner. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I also like, I, I want like, um, I guess like an eyeshadow in this color, not made mm. out of the snakes. Let me right. make it clear. I'm not the cruel devil of these snakes. These, mm-hmm. they, they are perfect and they must be defended at all costs. But, you know, because like, I feel like I have a blue undertone in my skin and I feel mm. like these would go well with my skin tone. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. winter, not a summer. Am- absolutely. And these snakes are sort of a winter. So mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. It's also the, uh, especially on the um, the sunbeam snake, it's kind of that oil slick yes. color where it just like, ugh. I need a nail polish that is in snake color. You know? Snake color. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. They're shiny, but they're not. Uh, oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, but they're not they're not quite like they're not sunbeam no. snake, you know? They're not sunbeams. No. no. But yeah, I I also would like to just like beauty gurus uh channel, but it's just these snakes flopping around. Snakes. <laughs> yeah. You'll never be a spot. <laughs> sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry if it offends mm. you that I was just born beautiful. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry. I glisten in the rainbow. I'm sorry. It looks like I'm made out of a hundred golden rainbows. It's not my fault. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, we have covered from the goofiest to the cutest to the most Instagram influencer snakes. In my opinion, in the world, I'm there's so many snakes, though. We'll probably have to do there's this all so over many. again. Get more mm-hmm. snakes in here. I would love to talk snakes anytime. Well, <laughs> anytime we got snakes, we'll talk about them. <laughs> we will bring you back for snakes, too. Oh, snakes great. reloaded. S- snakes in a recording booth. Yeah. Snakes on a mm. podcast. No. Mm, snakes on a pod. Snakes on a pod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Maggie. This was incredible. Aww. It's so fun to talk to someone who is as enthusiastic about snakes and loves them and cherishes mm-hmm. them and wants to kiss them as much as I do. I do. I love them. And if anyone is curious about uh, owning a snake, there's a lot of resources. But do make sure that you do your research. Yeah. Um, they are, you know, the one I have is a beginner snake, but that also, you know, matters. There's easier snakes to take care of. There's more involved. There, there, there's a variety. Yeah. Um, but they are great pets. So if you're thinking about it, yeah, I encourage you to check it out. Yeah, I've actually mm-hmm. spent a lot of time on snake forums. Not because I don't. I've never owned a snake, uh, so mm-hmm. I only know about it in theory on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I, I'm just fascinated by these like snake forums where they're like, you know, my snake has not eaten a mouse in like in five weeks, and like, what can I do? And like, you know, all this advice about like try heating up the mouse. Sometimes they like them warm, and you know, yeah, yeah, just, or like change the temperature, right, or, or right. like, yeah, mm-hmm. just like, have you tried seasoning <laughs> it? Put a little, just a little salt and pepper on it. You know, (laughs) it it feels like people appreciate snakes, you know, more these days. Yeah, there's a great like, like snake community where, yeah, there's uh, anyone who owns a snake has usually been online asking other snake owners like, right, snakes making this weird noise. What does it mean? Um, Because also the other thing is that veterinarians uh, oftentimes don't have that much experience with snakes. So I didn't know, go it, to I didn't go to veterinary uh, school to treat this hose. <laughs> Give me yeah, a hose. What? It's a tube. Um, the, and they have a point. Uh, <laughs> but all to say is that it's also you know there's a there's a fun community of you know 
just yeah. snake owners who love their animals and are happy to help. Yeah, it is. It is like nuts to be a veterinarian, though, because they're like you just know all. It's all animals now. It's like it's, any yeah. animal, because like mm-hmm. human doctors, it's like humans. Okay, humans. Mm-hmm. You can get a handle on humans. It's like, but with veterinarians, it's like birds, cats, dogs, snakes, uh, oh, turkeys, yeah. hedgehog, mm-hmm. just any of it. It's like, but these are different. They have different organs. Some <laughs> yeah. of them don't have legs, and they should have legs. Some of them shouldn't have legs. So yeah, what? They do. <laughs> and my yeah. snake looks like a rainbow, and I. <laughs> oh, there was this. I think a few years ago, this viral video of a veterinarian pulling an entire bath towel out of a I've seen out of that. a. I think it was a it was a python, right? And mm-hmm. it, and it was mm-hmm. just like this poor python had eaten an oh. entire bath towel, oh, had a very bad tummy ache because. The poor thing was like, at this point, it was like 90% bath towel, just like a mm-hmm. snake tube filled with bath towel. And bath they pulled towel. out this whole thing and everyone cheered at the end. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it came out so smooth. Yeah. Like he, clearly, he might have figured out that it, it should have come out at this point. <laughs> the snake's like, all right, I gave it my all best right. shot. But I think you're <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Starting okay, to think you yeah. might be right about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible, uh, incredible. Also, also, when you do your research, just make sure that you are getting snakes that are ethically sourced. Like you don't, you know, like. Yes, and- that's also. Yes. And try not to shop at, you know, any of the name brand pet stores if you can avoid them because they usually go with um mass breeders who, right. you know, just breed and toss the puppy, that- the puppy mills of snakes. Yes, the puppy mills of snakes. And which, snakes uh, are little noodle puppies, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you can look at, you know, your local pet stores. Yes. Um, or there are pet stores that just deal with reptiles. Um, and you can ask if, you know, where the snakes have been sourced right. from. Um, Something actually to consider when you own a snake or other reptile is actually finding a vet who can spay or neuter your pet to prevent it from becoming an invasive species if it escapes because uh, you never know where your snake is going to find love, make a bunch of babies, and start eating all the local birds. Also, make sure your snake isn't sourced from the illegal pet trade. Uh, I totally get the desire to have cool pet snakes, but you got to do your research to make sure that their wild counterparts and your local wildlife will not be harmed. Right. With all pets, you want to keep them indoors. Don't, don't release them. <laughs> Because then, you know, they can become invasive and you don't want that. So, but there are all sorts of ways to be a responsible snake owner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So snakes are amazing. And if you're scared of snakes, just look at the Arabian sand bow. And I promise you, you will no longer be afraid of snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much again, Maggie. Uh, You got anything to plug? Uh, Yeah, you guys can hop over to my uh, YouTube channel. Um, I do fun videos where I break down movies um, and we have some fun ones coming up. Snakes so, on a plane? That's not snakes on a plane. <laughs> uh, but many other films I cover have animals involved. Yeah, you did a cats um, one, right? I did. I did a cats one. Um, we have a Lord of the Rings one nice. coming up. So if you like olifants, then... <laughs> olifants. Olifants. <laughs> Oh, no. God, lazy J.K. Rowling just inventing oh. an animal that's like two words God. away from elephant. Yeah, it's like... Okay. <laughs> okay. So you can find us on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something mm. very different. 
And uh, <laughs> if you have any questions about snakes or otherwise, if you've got pictures of your pets, if you want to ask me, wait, am I a snake? You can email me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, if you leave me a review, I will read it. I cherish them all. It like makes my day when someone has a nice review. I'm just like floating all day long. Like they like it. They like the podcast. Thank you. Give Katie what she wants. She deserves to be happy. (laughs) So yeah, I I appreciate all that. And I just like, you know, I I appreciate everyone for listening too. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, snakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That was a good one. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.